0: Welcome to therapy session with Ryan and Stacy. I am Ryan and Stacy. We are back.
1: Yes, we are.
0: You Somebody know, had to
1: enjoy Mardi Gras without me. So I'm glad it was you.
0: Yes. I mean when you live on a parade route, when you live on the parade route, you're I was outside every day. Every day. I was undefeated also in COVID tests. Cause what they did was here in New Orleans, they gave up, they had these um they had these stations where you could pick up at-home COVID tests. So I would like lie and tell them like, I got like six kids. I'd be like, I got six kids. They would give me six at-home COVID tests. Uh, uh, and every day before I w- did a parade, before I went on, before I went out to enjoy parades, um, I would always do the. I would take an at-home COVID test, okay. and it made me feel comfortable. My friends, the people who I hung with mostly, we had a rule if anyone did test positive for COVID, one of us had to like text somebody and say, Hey, look, I got tested, I tested positive for COVID. Uh, luckily, only one person in my group tested positive for COVID. Everyone else was straight. That's good. And, 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 you know, and, um, and it, it was just great, and we didn't even have a shooting on Mardi Gras Day on the parade route. Like, and, and if you've never been to New Orleans, if you've never been to New Orleans on St. During Mardi Gras, St. Charles is the big parade route, and it which goes from like Napoleon and St. Charles all the way to the to the to the CVD. That's a four. That's like four miles. So. The fact that we had not, we didn't have too many people, like cops, we didn't have too many cops on the route, but we still didn't have a shooting on Mardi Gras Day. We did have a shooting on Music Thursday, which is the second Thursday of parades, but we didn't have a shooting on Mardi Gras Day. Every year, someone gets shot on Mardi Gras Day on the parade route. And it was just, the vibes were just great. And every year, I take a photo of St. Andrew and St. Charles, which is right near where I stay at. And I rode my bike up to St. Charles and St. Andrew. And there's a photo that I took. And I waited until I saw the leaf blowers. Like they had all these blowers. And I caught it like mid dust, like mid, you know, mid dust cloud, and I was like, man, we really partied on Mardi Gras Day. It was less people, but we partied. And you gotta give a shout out to science. You gotta give a shout out to having people who understood and realized what we missed. And more importantly, you know, so far we have not seen a, a huge bump in Mar- in COVID cases. Uh, in COVID cases, um, here in New Orleans, we had today I think sixty cases, and we had two hundred and some over two hundred statewide. We have yeah, less dude. than we have two hundred and sixty. I think two hundred and forty people in the hospital in the state. But the media is not going. The media, the media is not going. You know how they do the South. The national media, the, the national media. Uh, and 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 Stacey, you remember me saying this. They were down here putting cameras in people's faces in Louisiana, and I know they did in Alabama. Um. They didn't. They're not going to come down here and shove Kate and shove cameras in our faces. Saying, well look, these people did the right thing. All they're gonna do is they just wanna see us suffer, you know. And that's a story for another day. Uh, in terms of what uh, uh in terms of my Mardi Gras. But how was your time away from um the podcast?
1: Um stressful probably as you've been reading. <laughs> I've been missing our therapy sessions. I definitely needed to vent and I have taken to Twitter to vent my frustrations about the world and what's been going on. And I miss it. I think I think the fans miss it too. They, uh, they haven't heard us talk and I think they all need to talk too. So I'm glad that we're back. I'm glad though you had a good time because I know you've been looking forward to it the past, yes. the past uh, couple of years. So I'm glad you got a chance to enjoy yourself. I I hate it for myself because you know how much I miss home. And home, for those of you who don't know, is Mobile, Alabama. And I didn't get a chance to go home again for um, for Mardi Gras. But Lord willing, hopefully that will change. Um, and I'll get a chance to make a Mardi Gras next year. So, like, what is the, like, here's the
0: thing I always wonder. What's, like, the main road for Mardi Gras parades in Mobile? It's Government, Government, Street. Government, Government Street. Street. Government Street.
1: Government Street, yeah, because we do it, you know, uh, the main parades are downtown, so that's Government Street, and that's where we party. That's where we're at, in Government Street is the Main Street. Now, you talk about the, like, Pritchard Parade, which is the Black folks parade, so I like to call it, the, the Main Street <laughs> What is the main street? Now, I got to ask my aunt what's the main street for Pitcher Parade. But anyway, I told you the story that, I, and I told you this, that um, the last time I went to Mardi Gras, I think, is that when uh, the man got off the float and gave my mom a toaster, like literally people, she got a brand new toaster off of this float. And so, uh, it like a dude hopped off. Someone, my someone,
0: I was like surprised when I heard people were getting toasters at Poster.
1: Well, according to supposedly, now I don't know if you know what's going on in Mobile with the water people, but apparently the woman who's over the waterworks has been stealing money, and so they, and so they done, the FBI. You know this is deep because the FBI is involved. So uh, the rumor was that the comic cowboys, which the comic cowboys just like fat uh, tire and all this stuff, doing their parades and stuff. I don't know how true this was. I don't know if this was true, but we saw a picture look like a people in blackface black face with black wigs on, giving out purses. And they had picture picture of waterworks on the float. Now <laughs> I said the shit was kind of racist, but it was funny at the same time. So I, I kind of let the shit slide, but my aunt uh sent the picture and we just dying laughing. And uh, people on the captions will say laughing and they say how much they hate Mobile because this was too funny. But it sounds like some of the comic cowboys would do. But that's one thing I want to do the next time I come home is when I go, I want to, I've never been to Joe Kane Day and I've never gone to Comic Cowboys for, um, for Mardi Gras. And I want to go to both. Because I heard both of them were a trip. Especially, they say Joe Kane Day is out there. So I am definitely want to go to that besides the other parades. But so that's going to have to be a weekend where I'm definitely off and, uh, and my knees are off too, but I just – I miss the carnival atmosphere. I miss the, the – Yeah, flow. I mean, it, it's amazing. I, mean, I miss it, man.
0: I, I know last year I was depressed. Like, I literally remember saying if we didn't get parades back this year, I was moving out of New Orleans. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this shit. I mean, you know – I always look forward to this year this part this time of year It's like carnival Mardi Gras Day is basically like Christmas in New Orleans um the you know the the season for us we really don't we really don't do in terms of uh, what I was going to say in, in terms of how we view Christmas Day, actual Christmas Day, we just view it as halfway to Mardi Gras. And the fact that we had it this year was more amazing because we needed it. The businesses around St. Charles Avenue needed it. The hotels needed it. Everybody needed it. It's, it's, we needed parades the same way that most that people needed food and water. That's how important it was to have this. And the big thing in New Orleans, even though they don't roll anymore, is the meeting of the courts. It's Rex, the crew of Rex, and the mystic crew of Comus. Here's what happened in 1991. The city Council in New Orleans, Dorothy May Taylor, uh, passed an ordinance. And it was to ensure that Every crew in that role during Carnival was not discriminating anyone due to sexual orientation, race, this, that, and the third. Well, Comus quit parading because of that, and the friendly the thing that I remind people every year: crew of Rex, the crew of Rex, the Rex Den is located right in the hood. We're talking about the hood hood. Three blocks over, you see houses that are near, um, what I was going to say, near uh, places that have cash for house signs. And the Grex Den is located right there, right in the hood. And they never had a black king of Rex. And every year on Mardi Gras Day, we always lampoon the meeting of the courts because it's, it's funny. It's just a way to, you know, make fun of New Orleans uh, aristocrats, uh, New Orleans mist- uh, aristocrats. But that being said, um, Stacy, we're going to get right after it to the first topic. And it's the anti-lynching bill. And... The amount of crap, and you know Kenny, right, Stacey? ball, Two two ball, two real.
1: No, 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 who that is.
0: No, no, the guy on Twitter that, that uh, said a word the other day about the oh, anti- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. I, I was on his Twitter space.
1: I had space. to think about it for a minute. I was
0: like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on his Twitter space, and then I, I, I'll, I'll let you chime in on this. I was on his Twitter space last night, and I talked about my grandmother who was born in 1934. My grandmother was born in 1934 when she was 18, which she would have been 18 in 1952. In 1952, that was the very first year that, that there was not one lynching. One lynching from 1881 to 1951, there was not one single, there was a lynching every year. There was a lynching every year. That's the end of construction, uh, reconstruction, all the way to four years before Rosa Park sat on the back of the uh, sat, uh took her seat on that bus. If you had told her in 1952, that there would have been an anti-lynching bill, or that there would have been a black man as president, or there had been a, or there would be a black woman as president. She would have thought you were off your damn rocker. My Aunt Betty, who is 82, she'll be 82 on uh, March 31st. My aunt was born in 1940, meaning she's two years older than uh, Joe Biden when she was if you had told her at 12 years old that there would have been a black woman as vice president or a black man as president she would have laughed at you she would have never thought that was possible my grandmother did not live to see obama get elected my, my aunt did my my aunt had did my other aunt Dot, she was born in 1924 in 1920 in 19 19- 64, they passed the Civil Rights Act, meaning she had to wait 40 years to get full American rights. Think about that for a second. My grandmother had to wait 30 years. My great-grandmother, Adelaide Brown, was born in 1909. She had to wait 55 years. My great-grandmother, Nora Grant, born in 1896, she had to wait almost 70 years to enjoy her full rights as an American. Now, why am I saying this, Stacey? Why, why, why am I saying this? Well, why, why, why is why are saying this? Every day I wake up, I am sitting and I am sitting, I am here doing, enjoying the things that I enjoy. Thanks to, I can eat wherever I want to eat at. I can live wherever I want to live at thanks in part to the work of my ancestors. The work of my ancestors is why I do what I do and why you do what you do, Stacey. And for people to sit here and just constantly shit, we're not, I'm not talking about white people in this. Talk about black people. For black folks to constantly shit on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, its its it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. You miss Trump. You say Joe Biden is the same as Trump. Okay, okay. Think about what happened two years ago. Think about what happened two years ago, Stacey. You had a man that wanted to kill Americans as president. He was telling people to eat, to drink bleach, to make COVID go away. but here's
1: the thing. The problem is so many people have short-term memory. People are right. just like we're talking just like I said on um said this afternoon about the people who are complaining the most about gas prices can afford it. And then you know, you better learn and my thing is you better learn how to budget. And I'm not talking, I don't have a car. <laughs> I don't drive. So I can Uber or get rides with family members, don't bother me. But however, but my mama still drives and she taught me that hell when your tank gets to half that's when you go fill up you don't wait till it gets to absolute e and then you gotta put 80 right you drink, don't like, do
0: that like my mom never and people,
1: did people don't exactly and people act like they don't and i think that's the problem part of the problem with this generation is that they don't know what the struggle really is like and i'm talking about not only now but i'm talking about what our ancestors went through before us they don't know what it's like They wanna bitch and moan about student loans when literally as a woman, my reproductive rights are on the line. As a black person, my rights are on the line. You know, in general, and I said this before, there are people literally willing to give up their own freedoms, just to feel their freedoms, so they can take away ours. That's what kind of country we are living in right now. And these young black people, these high tips, get on my fucking nerves because the fact of the matter is they don't appreciate it because they haven't been through anything it's just like they haven't had a taste of what we've been through as, as in, and like i said you you said yourself you're almost 40 so you could kind of relate to some of this but i know i said about like we were we weren't going to talk that much about the about uh ukraine but i'm gonna talk about a little bit because we're, people are scared and fearing about what's going on and my thing was, we lived through this as a child. I did as a, in a child as the 80s. We were always in the threat of nuclear war. You know, they showed a movie about nuclear war, scared the shit out of all of us. And I've just learned to deal with it now. And my thing is, and people talking about we should do more. And I said, I said, you fuckers aren't ready to see your kids and body bags come home. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Y'all know good and damn well, y'all not ready to see your children in body bags. And You're talking about we should do more. Hell, if we do more, that's the end of the world, probably. This man is crazy. The best way to and Yeah, I mean, is the and, and the thing, and the thing is,
0: and the thing, and the thing is, and the thing is, and the thing is, and the thing is, we basically have nuked. We don't, like, the way you, you fuck up a person, you hit them in their pocketbooks, and that's what we're doing mm-hmm. as a country. And and people yep. don't realize, well, we need to go bomb their asses. Dude, Putin is about as crazy as Trump. That's why him and yep. Trump got along. Yep. Because like I said, like I said, Trump wanted to kill people. Yep. Think about that. Like, just think about just think about how different life would have been had he took the pandemics. We talked about this a lot. He would have got reelected. He would have yep. got re- Like, all he had to do was take that damn pandemic seriously. But now, and I say this with, with, with black folks, it's like we are losing this war. We're, we're constantly battling. I am constantly battling and trying to explain to black folks I'm like, okay, Joe Biden can't cancel student loans, that has to come from Congress. Congress has yeah. to make do that. Cory Bush and her, all her motherfucking theatrics isn't canceling student loans. She hasn't wrote a bill. She hasn't co-sponsored shit. She is useless. She is very fucking useless. Ayanna Presley is useless. AOC is useless. All they do is tweet shit. Tweeting is not legislation. That's what the, like that's the fucking problem here. That's the problem. Okay? Um I think back to I think about the vaccine hesitancy. The reason you want to know why people didn't trust the CDC is because the the former guy made it so where you didn't know you didn't know who to believe in terms of is the vaccine safe or what should I do? to prevent to, to slow the spread. If he had not done if he had just been like, look. This is real. COVID is real and everything. We he would have got reelected. And then he gets COVID and he still doesn't take it seriously.
1: Nope. So he, I think he took it seriously. I think he just I think he uh he wanted to he kill
0: people. Yeah.
1: He, I think he just didn't care. I think it was all about getting reelected. And now, now he's singing the praises of the vaccine. And he even said something a few weeks ago about it. But I think, like I said, that like I said, Americans have short memories. They forget how bad it was.
0: It was I mean, bad. It we was went bad. through four years. It was it was bad. It was like I, I think I thank God I live in New Orleans because I felt like living in New Orleans. I live in a bubble. Like in New Orleans, I feel like I'm li- I am live in a bubble. But you still have idiots. You hit still have idiots. You have the, the, don't get me started on the far left people. Please don't. don't. Don't, Stacey, don't. Don't get me started on those people. Because I fucking hate the far left motherfuckers. Because I feel like the reason why I don't like them, they are the, same people that don't like the far right and you want to know why they hate the far right because they see themselves in them
1: oh yeah they're the same they basically the same to me there is there is no big difference between the two because both of them like we were talking about online today uh we're talking about the far left and and i said these are the same people you know they complain about the student loans and they feel like they don't get it and i said these are the same people who feel like they're gonna have to punish us for us for them to get out their way And I'm hoping, like I said, that common sense will eventually kick in and 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 play in because, you know, some of those people
0: are lost. Some of those people are not coming home.
1: I, I think so, too. But I think a lot of us I think that to me, what helped Joe Biden last week was the State of the Union and him coming out there and reminding people this is what we went through and this is what we're going through now. And I'm the leader for the time, because where would we be if Joe Biden was not president? And I've said this before to you. I said, we, 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 we as Americans, he bought, like I said, Trump wanted us first out of NATO. you uh, know, people are having to fit down because they're saying we're not doing enough. Well, understand something, folks, like I said, short-term memory. People forget that two years ago, Trump wanted us out of NATO. He was trying to get us out of NATO. If he was president, we'd be out of NATO and we would probably be standing next to the Russians destroying U- Ukraine with them. This is what Trump wanted. That's what people sitting up here forget. Yeah, he wanted that's, to kill people. He, he
0: wanted, wanted to kill people. And I think people he wanted to be a dictator.
1: He wants to be a dictator. That that's what I'm saying is that so many people are are are, are willing to give away at least some of their own rights to take away my rights to take away, rights, to take away your rights, to take away gay rights, to take away female. They want to take away our rights, our minority rights, and they're willing to sacrifice their own just to see this fool be president again. That's what's scary, is that people have, have gotten to that point now that I, they'd rather give it away. They'd rather say, oh, I'd rather for you. And then Trump is an idiot, first of all, and we all know this. And his main purpose of trying to run for president is to stay out of jail. And they hey,
0: Martin, they, I, I, I respect him for that shit. I, I, will, say I will respect him for that shit, because like, if I know my ass might be in jail, I'm doing everything in my power to stay the fuck out of jail, even if it means running a grift ass campaign to run for president.
1: And that's exactly what he wants to do. He's trying to, like I said, he's sitting up here, his plane almost crashed and what landed in New Orleans today. And I kind of laughed. I said, the devil was coming to collect his own today because
0: he oh, yeah. was close. He, he, he was close. It was like he was close. And the funny part about it is. A lot of the people who live outside of Orleans Parish, they love to shit on us, but they love to come here and have their little meetings. And I bet you down to a dollar if they say he was in New Orleans, he ain't coming to the city. No, nope. he he not gonna come into the city. he gonna go to he gonna go to Jefferson. He gonna go to St. Tammany or Jefferson Parish. And if he does come to the city, he'll go to like the Four Seasons. Because I know damn well, I know damn well uh, he, ain't, he ain't setting foot in this city. He ain't coming well, in he's here.
1: Been, he's been to Alabama, and he has not once gone to Birmingham because he know we, we waiting for his ass. Oh, he yeah. ain't coming to Birmingham. He ain't stepping foot. Now, he'll go to Coleman, which is just outside of Birmingham. He'll go to the Redneck Park. He'll even go to Mobile because Mobile is more friendly to him. He ain't coming to Birmingham.
0: What about Huntsville? What about Huntsville?
1: I don't think he'd come to Huntsville. either. I don't think he'd been up there. I think the the, the two major cities in the state are us and Huntsville, and uh, he's then, coming um,
0: there. What about? Yeah. I mean, maybe Mon- Montgomery.
1: Nope, he ain't coming there either. Montgomery man. has a black man. I mean, he. I mean, that's the thing. That's what kills me about Alabama politics. Is most of the major cities right now I think are run by Democrats, or so at least I know for sure Birmingham and Montgomery are. I think Selma might have their first black. No, I think Talladega maybe. But anyway, we have a bunch of black mayors in this in our state. And yet the rednecks always fucking win because they're not enough of us coming out voting and saying we're not going to take this shit. It's not enough white liberals in our state. It's not of us black folks to vote for our own stuff, but it's not enough white ones to be on our side. But no. Trump wouldn't dare land in Birmingham. He wouldn't dare land in Montgomery. And I doubt if he come to Huntsville. They, they're not friendly territory. The Southern, you know, like I said, Coleman is, a, now he'll land in Birmingham. He'll he'll land in Birmingham, but his ass ain't fixing to speak in Birmingham because he knows we'll be sitting up there waiting for him.
0: <laughs> Same <laughs> way with New Orleans. Same way with New Orleans. I'm like,
1: he I'm ain't like welcome.
0: I'm like, I, I like I say, let, turn him loose. Turn him loose in the lower ninth ward and see how that'll look.
1: Exactly
0: he'll he he'll
1: be welcome in certain parts of
0: the south I, i'll say this it's so like with bribery joy like tom bribery joy no let her go to a predominantly black neighborhood see how long she'll last
1: she <laughs> probably she probably don't consider herself black she probably I,
0: wasn't I i mean i don't i mean she was saying some pro like she was saying some pro-russia shit. i'm like damn she might, she might be broke, broke pretty soon. Nina Turner got some connections to Russia. The firm that she was in uh, was connected to Russia. Um, and um, she might be going through some things pretty soon. But all in all, in, in, in terms of, of back on track about the, uh, the anti-lynching bill, I feel like everybody was crying about justice for George Floyd. And everybody was saying, you know, the stuff about Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And I'm like, this is basically justice for them, for those three. Those three I just named at a federal level. Because people don't realize lynching was only a state-level crime. It wasn't a federal crime. It was a state-level crime. It's now a federal crime. When Cory uh, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris gave them that that impassionate speech, two days, uh, uh, about nine days after George Floyd died, it brought me to tears because that speech, that speech was for all the people that didn't make it. And... and And I'll say this, I'll say this, I'll say this as well. I know my history. I don't need a bunch of hotep motherfuckers telling me my history. I knew my history from the time I was a kid to now. I don't need, I know I am comfortable being black. And I know that being black is beautiful and fighting for justice is not just a tired, when you, I I told this to a friend of mine, friend of mine who ran a, uh, a friend of mine who ran this bar, shout out to my friends, uh, Jeff and Jamie at Tracy's. I told him, I sent my friend Jamie a text. This was in August of 2020. I say, listen here. And I, I was looking at a photo of a quote by Booker T. Washington. I said, the enemy wants you to be tired. They want you to be weary. You can't let the enemy make you, uh, let you, uh, you can't let the enemy see you weak. They need to see you that they need to know that you are strong and you are not tired. You're not weary. Because when you are weary, it's easy to give up. I literally went into this like preacher mode, and she—they listened to this shit. I say they were listening. They, these are white folks listening to me saying this. I say, listen, you are not tired? Don't get tired. Fight this I think shit.
1: That's to say that, I think that's what the message should be going into into this election coming up in uh, in a few months. Is that people need to stop not be tired and not be weary because. We still, the I mean, the thing that we need to be telling folks and I'm going to keep on reminding them, understand something, is that Joe Biden is still trying to correct, is going to have to take probably his whole turn to correct shit that took four years to mess up and that's still going on. When you still have people in this country who still think the president of the United States is Donald Trump. And they were up until a few months ago saying he was going to be back in office by the end of last year. <laughs> then we still have a problem in this country. We still have a problem in this country. We're sitting up here, you know. You know, I mean, and, you and got,
0: there's Democrats, a guy fighting the most.
1: We need to sit there and know the thing. What it is, like I said, we need to encourage other Democrats, especially the young ones. Y'all can't see if and give up because this is you see what happened in 2016 when y'all got laxed. We got laxed as a group of people. We ended up with Trump. We get laxed again. None of the shit y'all want to happen is gonna happen. We're not gonna get students have a chance to have student loans paid off. We're gonna have our rights taken from us. We're gonna sit there and have to deal with uh, all these committees that were trying to get all the shit together on on January 6th, let me also say about that, people need to shut up and let that take place. Because as I've said before online, we don't know how many people are actually involved in this.
0: New it, shit was a, comes it, out it, it was a lot of people. It was a bunch was a of them. Of it was a bunch of them, yeah. And I would not and be it's surprised. Gonna,
1: and it might take time if, to get all these folks. But we're not going to get done if we're sitting up here bitching and complaining about fucking student loans. Hell, I want my student loans paid off. Somebody called me today about it. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And they're like, well, we sent your email. Bitch, I don't know who you are and I'm not giving up my information. Send it to me again.
0: I tell them I tell those people I say I tell those people I tell those people all the time I say y'all better get my money in blood. I, I tell them every time <laughs> you better get it in blood, but then mine's got paid off. I don't know how, but mine's got paid off. But my whole thing is the people who want student loans paid off, cancel student loans, those are not the people that have student loans. They're mainly the people right. that got their shit paid off. Yep. And the thing is, it's like, Cory Bush and all them motherfuckers. All they want is to tweet. They don't do shit. They don't do shit. All they do is theatrics. And they're nothing. And I wouldn't be surprised if none of, the, if any of those people were. Part of the are, are, are Russian bots. I believe I want to, I want to not believe that, but I think they're Russian bots.
1: I think that it's, I mean, I don't think they're bots. I think that they, they might have been They're, they're
0: useful, they're useful idiots. They're nothing more. I think they're Russian, Russian bots, or they're just paid chaos agents because they don't do shit. They don't do shit. They don't, they haven't passed any legislation. They haven't done anything. All they do is tweet. That's all they do. And it's just like, they just get on my fucking nerves. Like me and Rob Fox, me and Rob Fox, I text Rob Fox. i say, Rob, for the love of God, St. Louis needs to get that woman up out of here. For the Mm -hmm. love of God, get her out of here. And I encourage, and and Stacy, you know, I encourage black women to get into politics. But people like Coy Bush, no. People like Nina Turner, no. Because they're chaos agents. They don't believe in coalition. They believe in, we're gonna work against a president that's in our own party. Say what you will about a low budget, Lacey Chabert, Lauren Bobert, you don't see her, you would, I don't, I've never seen her work against the former guy, okay? I never seen her do
1: that. Well, none of them do. And like I said, that's what and that's what and I don't think. The make problem it make sense is they're working against against our own. That's what doesn't make sense, is why the hell you're supposed to be a Democrat. How the hell are you sitting up here, you know, saying all this stuff against him? And that's the problem, is that's why I can't stand progressives as a whole.
0: They're not Lord progressives. They're not
1: They are our agents.
0: They're not progressives. Start a if anything, they're nothing more than chaos agents. And I, I tell this all the time. I was like, you guys don't do shit. All you guys do and all you guys do is tweet. And I would not, and I, as I told you, as I told you, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if some of those folks got ties to Russia. Cause if they do, I'm gonna be laughing my ass off. And here's the thing. I actually want, did like AOC. I actually did like some of those people, but the problem with them, the problem with them is they don't have any kind of clue how to legislate. They know how to tweet. They don't know how to legislate. I'm sorry, Um, tweeting is not legislation. It's not passing bills. And that's something they that they that they that that they haven't done. Um so that means I think that's just to say say that, that, that
1: they need to put the put their feet to the fire. I'm sorry, let me say this and then we can move on. That these people need to be while they're kind of cause chaos, we need to be questioning then what are you doing, Corey? What are you doing, AOC? What are you doing? Because remember, the rumor was last week that there were gonna be the progressives who were going to say you know, give the rebuttal to the president's speech. I'm like, how the fuck does that work? Why are you going against the president? And it's like, what do you do? I mean, I, I agree. It would not shock me at all. Some of these people are part of the, the chaos, but what, I mean, we need to be asking what the fuck are you doing? Because you're not helping us. This is the president. We need to have a show a United Front come this November or your ass is going to be out of a job. It ain't gonna, you know, it ain't gonna be. Oh, because like I said, that's the biggest fear that's going on right now, is that you know we're gonna we're gonna Mitch McConnell will be right back in office, right back over the con, uh, Senate, and then we're gonna lose Nancy Pelosi too, and people don't seem to get that, and that's why I'm saying that I agree with what you said that we need to put the pedal to the metal and tell people that listen, you can't give up. You can't sit up there and put your eggs in one basket. We can't expect Joe Biden to get shit done. No, and I see it on the television show, The View, too. I want to kick Sonny Hostin's ass sometimes for some of the stuff she says because she is starting that shit, too. Well, he, he didn't do this, and so he didn't do that. And okay, like, it oh, yeah. I'm like, bitch, i year. Give it, 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 we're not giving it, like I said. It's going to take a while to correct all the stuff that took Trump years to fuck up, and he's still messing around. So what is the thing that
0: the thing that blows my mind before we go any further, the thing that blows my mind is where was all this energy when the former guy was doing shit. Where was all of that energy? Where was all of that energy? No, you guys just want to complain. You don't want to celebrate the victories. You guys were out in the streets, marching for George Floyd, marching for Omar Arbery, and now you want to complain about you want to complain about the anti-lynching bill and you're like "Well, what does this do for me you didn't see george floyd you didn't see Omar aubrey you didn't see you, you didn't live through t- trayvon martin you didn't live through you were the one you you know you were the one that was saying you know saying black lives matter and shit. i'm not talking about white folks i'm look white people are going to white people okay it's not about right. white folks okay this is about my my people i can say this Black folks are so easy to fall to misinformation. And then when you try to tell them shit, then they like, oh, you must, you, uh, you must be some paid shield. No, I'm not a paid shield. It's sort of like what happened with the vaccine. Every, you know, again, white people going to white people. But I'll tell you this, a lot of white folks got vaccinated. Yep, but we and that but to me,
1: the black person that should give us a sign. Hell, a lot of them got it before us. Hell, they didn't even tell us a lot of times. We had they had to tell us, they a lot of them knew before most black folks, and that and that was weird to me too. I don't know if you noticed this. A lot of them knew where to go get the shots before we did. Remember, we were talking about that online. It was white people who told me how to do it.
0: Yes, there were, I mean, there were, I mean. No, I said this. A lot of white folks. No, no white person told me how to to do it. I figured it out on my own. But the thing is, the thing is, if there was such adverse effects, then I would. We wouldn't be here because we both got vaccinated. I got vaccinated March thirteenth, first first dose. March thirteenth, second dose. April third, booster. October fourth. Because I went and got the booster, and ironically. A, a chick that I used to have a crush on, but she became problematic. And I wanted to sue her because she ruined, because I did tell her she did ruin No Nut November, but she became problematic, Stacy. Problematic. I was going to laminate my booster, car, my, my vaccine card. And she was like, Ryan, you don't need, you may not need to do that. And she was like, you need to not do that because you might have to go get a booster. We ain't got the booster. Problem. We ain't got the booster. Showed them my vaccine card. Got the booster. Uploaded my uh, vaccine card to my phone. probably uh, Case closed.
1: I noticed that would mean with me with the, the misinformation
0: is gonna misinformation is gonna kill black folks. More oh game. yeah. than the government and everything. Because we are so damn stupid as a race. I'm sorry to say it that way, Stacey. I hate to say it that way, but we're stupid as hell. We're stupid as hell. It's like one guy came to me, told me, well, I don't trust that vaccine. He works in a hospital. He works at Ochsner. He's like, I don't trust the vaccine. Why did? Why the fuck are you working in the hospital? And he lived in my complex. That's why I quit. That's why I quit talking to my neighbors. Like the people that stay in my complex, where I I just kind of like I keep my distance. I'm like, all you guys gonna do is go out, sit in the courtyard, drink. That's it. Okay. Shockingly enough, they all went got vaccinated. That was the biggest shock to me. However. At the same time, Stacey, misinformation is going to kill black folks.
1: But I think a lot of it, like I said, and I I, I agree. It's frustration. It it is frustrating, but I think we have to continue, and I'm talking about we, me, and you, and other people have to continue to fight to make sure that the information gets out there. Because, like I said, I know, and I don't know if I told you this a few weeks ago, last time we uh, did the podcast or not, that one of our family friends who was a nurse died. She didn't take it seriously. And then it says she got the case. I mean, she was younger than my mama. My mama 70. This lady was like 68. Nurse died from COVID. Didn't, was a nurse. Didn't take the shit seriously and died. And the problem is, like you said, is that people will sit there and get their news. And it isn't even for fucks They'll go sit there and go turn on YouTube and go listen to some uh, some uh conspiracy theorists sit there and tell them they know more and that's why i keep on telling people and i'll continue to say it and i kept on saying it and i think more people i quite frankly i think more people now black people now are more vaccinated than they probably were six months ago but i keep on telling people stop listening to people who don't have degrees in science or medical degree because that is not the people you need to listen to you don't need to sit there and listen to people who don't have degrees because the main people who's spouting this bullshit don't have a medical degree and they're not involved in science i posted something last week that says something about science says science changes all the time but to the effect of science changes all the time when science changes it's not lying to you it just means it has found something new and that's what people don't understand about science they act like science doesn't change hell you want to know how science changed go look outside at the weather Hell, it was 83 degrees in Birmingham, Alabama last Saturday. This weekend, we're expecting snowflakes. Shit changes. And I don't understand how people don't understand science changes every fucking day they find out something new. And that's one thing we need to be emphasizing. But so many people are so damn scared. And then they listen to it. Like I said, they listen to idiots. Like I said, and that's what I keep on saying, stop listening to people who don't have degrees. The people the people who know what they're doing, that's who we need to be listening to. Hell, even Donald Trump is listening to them now.
0: So now we shift over, we shift over to Kim Kardashian, but I first wanted to talk about the whole thing with Blair Erskine. Blair Erskine had to deactivate her Twitter account because of dumbasses. Uh in terms of like people were like harassing her and what people don't know is she has family in ukraine like her i guess her in-laws live in ukraine and she was in tears like she was in complete tears like i thought i i knew it wasn't uh you know me personally i knew it wasn't um it wasn't a, like one of those comedy things it it wasn't um but she um been receiving death threats oh wow death threats and um it's gotten to the point where she had to deactivate her account and you know I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I wouldn't wish this on Ruby Joy, AOC, nobody, not even any, any people, any woman, any woman who might be listening to this therapy session. I would not wish this on them. It's fucked up that even as a guy, I never had I've gotten crazy things. I never got crazy things to the point where I had to deactivate my account. You know, no one ever had harassed me about being skinny or any of those things. The fact that this woman had to do this because of some crazy guy. And everybody's like, "Well, she should shake it off because it's just social media." No, it's not just social media. Motherfuckers are crazy. Motherfuckers are crazy. And it—the onus should never be on men. I'm not—not women. The onus should never be on women to change their behaviors. They have to safeguard themselves. Women have to safeguard themselves the best way that they know how. To prevent creeps like the person that threatened Blair Erskine from going after them, and it ties into um, the stuff with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I find it. I find it. At first, I was like, okay, Kanye's trying to be in his kid's life. At first, I thought that's what he was trying to do. But then it got scary when he decided to move across the street from her house, or he decided to get a a truck filled with roses. That's when I started to have concerns. And you wanna know why I had those concerns, Stacey? Is because I'm like, dude, you should take your meds, one. And two, Kim Kardashian moved on, moved, uh, moved, from you for a reason. And three, I can't listen. I, I I as much as I loved his music, and I love his music, I can't with good faith continue to listen to your shit. I'll listen to your old shit. i I got Jesus is king on my on my uh on my laptop. I got a lot of his music on my laptop. But now I just can't I can't rock with you man because you live in a reality that doesn't exist. And it's like uh, you know. And hold on, it one sec one like. And I also think it also pisses me off with this whole idea that Kim Kardashian deserves it because she's a Kardashian. No, she does not. Kim Kardashian does not deserve that kind of treatment. This guy created a video spoofing Pete Davidson. And everyone's like, oh, it's, it's art. No, dude, you all don't see what's going on with this guy. It's like you all give Black. This is what makes me mad when it comes to black folks, Stacey. We don't believe in accountability. Because if if Kanye West was white, oh, we'll be holding his feet to the fire. But why don't we believe in accountability for our people? Why do we keep giving them passes? Make it make sense to me, Stacey, because I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to figure out why. Um. Well.
1: Let me say this as speaking for uh, females today, I, uh, I think that, um, I, you know, I, the thing I've been saying about Kanye, we've all said that he hasn't been right since his mom died. And I think we can all touch and agree that we agree with that. I think the thing with Blair, I feel sorry for her. And I think I've seen women be on there, in, including myself, be harassed. And, um, uh, I've just learned, I I think, and I hate to say this, but I do agree to a certain extent, you just have to block the people and and block the haters. That's what block and mute are for and ignore them because if they know they can get to you, they're gonna keep on doing it. And they're gonna keep on doing it and they're gonna keep on doing it. And so, although she has every right not to be harassed, I think that Twitter needs to do a better job about protecting women and, and especially protecting women and harass us i think if you're harassing somebody i had an auburn friend harass me a few weeks ago over some we made a bet and i told him no, i'm not gonna uh, over auburn beating alabama and he kept on harassing me about it then he had his buddies try to come harass me and i just said this is harassment and i just i i laid into him about it and it was oh well you should have made the bet i said this is fucking twitter dude this is twitter people make bitch talk shit all the time I'm not paying you nothing I said first of all if we were friends that's different maybe I would do it but I don't know you I'm not fixing to give out my information I'm not fixing to pass out my information to you you could be a thief I don't know you and like I said plus we probably you know I was mainly talking shit and I admit to my own stuff saying that I probably shouldn't be talking so much shit. But like i said he he harassed me for a couple hours over this shit. then he had other people try to come harass me and then a couple of my friends jumped in and said well what the hell why is this person bothering you and it's just a bunch of wackos over a damn basketball game not too long after that that's when the brian hurston thing happened which i laughed at but anyway but um but, the well, it, it, come, but yeah but it's you
0: know,
1: let me finish baby let me finish because i let you talk sorry it's the that. woman's time now no problem But uh, as a woman, like I said, uh, when I see Kim, and I agree, I'm not a Kim Kardashian fan. You know this. I don't like Kim. Not really. I don't like some of the things she says and does. I think she has stolen from our culture. I think she's done a lot of things I don't really like. But as you said, she doesn't deserve to be harassed. Pete Davidson doesn't deserve to be harassed. I don't care if Kanye West has a mental illness. It doesn't give him the right to harass her her and I think we've all kind of come together against Kanye even people who may have thought it was funny in the beginning they see it now as we all do as serious that he's lost his fucking mind and so nobody has to be I don't give them who you are no woman has a right or deserves to be harassed nobody does Kanye needs to get the fuck over the marriage is over she wants to move on she should be allowed to move on with her life it is over and I think that, and I've said this before, and I don't know if you said it. And then, I, then you can uh, you can uh, tell me. Uh, we can you can uh, answer after this. But I've said this before. I said a lot of the problem we have in this world, Ryan, is men don't know how to take rejection well. A lot of men, not all of them, men don't. As women, we're taught to to deal with rejection. We're taught, okay, if you get rejected, you just have to move on with your life. A lot of men don't know how to handle that shit they don't know when a woman says no and this goes within uh, rape and everything else. When a woman tells you no, she means fucking no, leave her alone. But a lot of men don't know how to take rejection. I mean, am I am I right or am I wrong here? You tell I mean,
0: me. It, it, it's, a, it, it's a hit on our ego. You know, it's a hit on right. our ego. It's like I give you an example about um, about um, This guy I knew, uh, I talk about him quite often, a guy named Tim. Tim had a girlfriend named Dominique. And I told him to his face that he was going to lose her, right? Well, here's what happens. Here's what happens. He ended up losing her. And he ended up blaming me and my cousin for running his girlfriend off. From the university that I went that we went to, and the thing I also told him, I said, you know, I told you this was gonna happen. I told you this, and he could not. He couldn't let go. He believed that, uh, and and I and this was when I remember going to campus security. I say, listen here. This cat might end up shooting up this school because he just broke up with his girlfriend, um he just broke up with his girlfriend. I think the guy's crazy. I remember telling this to the folks in campus security, and they were like, "Well, do you know what he has they They, they, they use the whole aut- he has autism shit, like the whole autism shit mm-hmm. uh excuse and but the thing also was his mom had money his mom was giving money to the school so that complicated a lot of things because I remember me and my cousin we talked about this i say i told him i say cuz you know if this was us i remember telling him this If this was us, we would have, I told him this, if this was us, we would be suspended. Either we would have been kicked out of school or we would have been, we would have been kicked out of school or we would have been arrested. Both of those things would have happened. And I said to him, this guy is dangerous. And I, I remember saying this this guy is dangerous. And eventually, because he had a history of doing this to all kinds of he did this to um, three or four women, three or four women at the school, and the school didn't do it. the school, all they would do is they would sit him down with the girl with the woman, and they would have the woman tell him what they didn't want from him. That was Christian Brothers' way of handling that. And it's kind of one of the reasons why I don't donate to that school now because they barely handled it. They let it go unchecked for nine years, Stacey. Nine years. Mm -hmm. And they did it. They did it. Sometimes they did it. Sometimes they didn't do it. And I always feared and I always believed that had had that been me, it wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have gotten that many, I was like this, I wouldn't have gotten that many um, passes. But he got all, all those passes because his mom donated, his mom was uh, donating money to the school. And even though she died, they still let him get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. They still, they let him, I, I was like this, they let him get away with it to a, to the point um, they let them get away with it to the point uh, t- until they got tired of them. That's how I saw it. So the whole thing is we don't know how to deal with rejection as guys. We don't. And the problem is everything is always the woman has to do it. The woman has to safeguard themselves. Mm-hmm. Why are, you know, guys don't we as men, we don't, need, we don't know how to teach young men how to healthy accept rejection in a healthy manner. We don't know how to do that. As guys, mean, we don't know how to do that. I don't That's mean why we have toxic masculinity.
1: I don't mean to interrupt you, but I know you saw this this week and this is kind of part of the conversation that the little guy, I don't know who he was, was on video saying that he doesn't want to date a woman who makes more money than him. He said that we're unattractive. And I'm like, uh, and of course, everybody was pissed. Even some of the men were pissed. They were like, what? You know, and this is, this goes back to saying toxic um, masculinity or some people don't believe it exists. And I was like, I stopped following this one comedian was a funny dude but he kept on fussing about toxic masculinity it's like you know what just shut up about toxic toxic masculinity because it exists but this dude basically said oh yeah saying about this girl said she had this than the other that she wants a maiden he said well you know he, he didn't find that attractive and this goes back to like i said to me rejection because i think that in my opinion first of all what woman you know would want to date you he wasn't attractive he looked like he was on the short side look on the dumpy side and i'm thinking that he probably got rejected by a woman who makes more than him so now he doesn't like women who make more than him and most men are like they, it doesn't bother them but it goes back to oh well the woman should make more than the man and, and the man is supposed to do this hell what's wrong with a woman making more i don't you know most men are like the men i talk to are like hell yeah i ain't got no problem with- My wife making more than me or my girlfriend makes more than me. But then it's insecure brothers like this who have a problem with it because they can't deal with, you know, with the woman doing more with their life. Maybe Like I said, black women are the most educated women in the the world. That survey came out years ago. And some men can't stand the fact when a woman does better than them. Because I guess it says something about them and their insecurities.
0: It, it does it definitely does it's like one of the things that my property manager and i we talked about this it's be you know they view he was like you know i view a relationship as like a business partnership you know when you get older you view relationships differently and and i was like you know what you're right you're you're at, like he, he kind of and i kind of like put two and two together i was like yeah you're you're, you're absolutely right about that um because In in your mind and what you see um you do view it as a as a um uh as a um as a as a partnership. But the problem is the problem is there's not enough men that are teaching young men how to be a man, how to help be a man in a healthy manner. Right. It's all it's it's like, you know, today someone talked about body counts, like today somebody talked about body counts on Twitter. And I'm like, you know, me personally, you know, I feel like this. Why are we bringing this up on Twitter about a woman's body count? Or we playing this this game? Guess the body count? And I'm like, haha, you're choosing violence right now. But then it (laughs) also shows me how narrow-minded we are as men. It really does show that. And I don't know I don't know how you fix it and I think it just starts at an individual one-to-one manner. It really does. But the thing also Stacey, is it goes back to the whole thing with Kanye West and I thought it is also something I learned recently about male privilege. I remember saying this Uh, numerous times, you've heard, you've seen me say it on Twitter. I said, I've lived here seven years. I never had to worry about getting robbed or, I never felt unsafe in New Orleans. I never felt unsafe. I live in a quasi kind of like quasi nice neighborhood. Like I stay on Carondelet, I stay right off the parade route. But then I kind of had to realize that I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy, it's different. You know, we never, like, if I've turned down a woman at a bar, I never had to go worry about being followed home by this woman. You have to, because you, and I'm saying Stacey, I'm meaning you, you've had to worry about that. Right. You know, a lot of times women normally walk in the middle of the street here in New Orleans. I used to always get frustrated about that and I didn't understand why but then you look at it and it's like okay we have alleys and stuff here in this city so a woman walking in the middle of the street on like on a in, a, in a, like a side street like mines that's to keep them safe right I never had to do that.
1: I think I think that's the problem is a lot of men don't understand how scary it is to be a woman in this world. Like I said, watching Kim Kardashian go through this, and like I said, she don't she don't deserve it. It has to be scary that my ex husband moves across the street from me and he's sending me flowers. He doesn't. He's dating, and look at the women he's dating. They look like her. He's obsessed with her.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's (laughs) obsessed, and it's like, and again, Stacey, I don't buy the whole. He hasn't been right since his mom died. I don't buy that shit. You want to know why? I, I I to a degree I buy it to a degree I don't. The reason why I don't buy it is because his mom has been there like 15 years. And I know but it I does
1: hurt he processed it. I don't think it I don't think he ever processed it though. Right. I
0: think I, mean, I, I think died. I do I do I do think that because I've seen it happen with my mom. When my mom when my grandmother died, my mom never processed that and my mom is about to be 65 on Monday. And normally, normally you would think that, um, that I would, uh, you know, a, a, a parent, a, a kid, a child, you know, I would be organizing something for her. But when your mom doesn't want shit to do with you, what, what, what do you do? You move on,
1: you know. Well, I think his mom. He's. I think the difference is he's close to his mom. I mean, he named both. Is it Don? I'm saying yeah, it right, Donde. Yeah. Donde, Donde. Yeah. he named both his albums after her. He named his company after her. He was extremely close to his mom. He was, and, and he died of him. a dumb surgery, and it haunts him to this day. And I believe she kind of kept him. I mean, Kanye was she always kept always him grounded.
0: Sad. She kept him
1: grounded. grounded. Kanye West is the same person who said on national television about talking about George Bush. I mean, we were all at the the look that Mike Myers has was still the funniest thing ever, but that's when Kanye used to have some sense, but this man said slavery didn't exist or either slavery wasn't a bad thing and he's stalking women and he supports Donald Trump. It's like this ain't the same uh person from 15 20 years ago this somebody different this man clearly he's mentally ill you know and i really believe his mom died he never fully processed it then he married a kardashian which i'm sorry both of them and here's my thing with both of them and i'll put the blame on both of them to this they knew who they were marrying kim knew who she was marrying, Yeah, yeah she you get what card- you pay you, you
0: get, get what you pay for you get what you, you get what you
1: get, you get, what you get. People, I tell you all the time, if you listen hard enough, I said it tonight. I said people telling themselves all the time. Kanye knew he was getting with Kim Kim was a publicity hound. She made her living off of basically herself, her body selling herself and everything else. You know, she was not this good Christian girl who was gonna stay home and go to church and raise your babies. He knew this. And she knew he was off. And they married anyway, and now she's sitting up here terrified, of her and her boyfriend living in fear that this man goes up there and shoot him and i just like i said i feel sorry for kim i do and i she don't deserve that shit though but she should have known better i should have came in someone and said girl don't somebody should have told her don't do
0: it yeah somebody should have said it and, and 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 you know you never know how dark the dark side is and you never know how dark the dark side is and you know and i think about the whole thing with the woman with, with you know with women is sort of like okay my our mayor is a black woman, the health director is a white woman, our health director every year we have a thing called crew de coup de And the health director couldn't. Uh, she couldn't go she couldn't take part in the parade. Because um, the story goes that they were she was getting death threats. Because of the restrictions. And she was like, I can't do this. I can't be out in the public because she didn't know who might try to shoot her or try to run up on her uh, while she was in a parade. Think about that for a second, a parade, like an actual parade. She could not do this because she was afraid that somebody was gonna do something to her during the parade.
1: I'm surprised MVP came down here for uh, Bloody Sunday because I'm like she bold because these people down here hateful as fuck. But I guess they, I guess. But yeah, they, they, they pro- have, yeah she
0: they got, got oh she got, oh they, oh she got protected. I w- you know she oh she got protected.
1: Oh, well, you know, black people we would have jumped to whoever it was if they even tipped. Oh somebody. yeah,
0: they they would have they would have she would have been they would have oh yeah we would have you know they would have jumped they would have jumped they would have jumped, jumped the guy. You know. I, I think I think the thing is, and I thought about it. I think about I, I didn't really understand male privilege. I really didn't because I was just like, okay, I'm a black I'm a black guy. Okay, I'm a black guy, so I don't have any privilege as a black guy. But then, uh, my man's Alan Keller. He he talked about it. He was like, you know, I never had to worry about being followed home. Uh, mm. Followed home. Uh, when I turned down a woman at, the, at a bar, you know, a lot of women, they had, to, they had to worry about that stuff. And that's when it was like, I, I, that's when it dawned on me that, hey, I do have some kind of privilege as a man, but the, pri- but the way I see it is I should be able to use my own privilege to be an alley for women which is something I try to do every day myself uh which is something I try to do every day Stacy But by that being said um the last thing we'll talk about is the SEC basketball tournament. By the way, Vanderbilt won over Georgia 86 to 51. Yeah. So Ew. I am not I am not sure what's going I do not know what's going to happen. Uh I do not know what's going to happen on uh in terms of Tom cream being fired, or um, fired or anything uh, tomorrow. Alabama gets Vanderbilt at 8pm. LSU takes on Missouri at 2pm. South Carolina against Mississippi State at 6pm and Texas against Texas A&M against Florida at noon. Dallas uh, started off uh, they'll start the start um, started off. On Thursday. And you know something, you know, Stacey, as a kid growing up in Memphis, um, I don't remember ever seeing, you know, our, my teacher rolling out the cart for us to watch basketball. You know, not until I was in high school. Like in high school, I saw it. Uh, I had a teacher named Miss McCarroll, we had a a TV and we would watch the first two rounds of the NCAA, the first round of the NCAA tournament uh, during class. But outside of that, outside of that, you know, in the SEC, we never had to roll out the cart to watch basketball games, you know. Did y'all have to do that in Alabama? Did we have to do what now? Uh, Roll out the cart and watch like the first game. Whenever Alabama would play in the SEC tournament, you watch the first game. Whatever, when if Alabama was playing during school hours, they would have people... I,
1: no, no, we wouldn't. I mean, not that I recall. We, I mean, y'all were lucky because we didn't when the tournament was going on, mm-mm. yeah. I'll, I'll, all wow. I remember
0: was as a kid, they would have the games on the uh WLMT Channel 30 in Memphis, Jefferson Pilot Sports. Yep, shout out to Larry Carly who is still with us. He's among the living. Tom Hammond, Larry Conley, the Daves. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I grew up with Larry Conley and and Tom Hammond during those games. Um, tomorrow should be some, it's gonna be some really great basketball, Alabama, uh, of course, plays Vanderbilt, LSU takes on Missouri. Um, what do you? Who you see winning the SEC tournament? I mean, I want you to give your unbiased opinion. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Tennessee. Uh, I think it's either going to be Tennessee or, K- or, or, or or Tennessee Kentucky. or Auburn. Yeah, Kentucky think, has a good chance too.
1: I am of the opinion for some reason we have the same wavelength, which is probably meaning we're both wrong. I said Tennessee too. I was thinking Tennessee could make it along because they've been hot lately. Um other than the stumble at Arkansas. They've been hot of late and they've been killing folks, so I think it's gonna be Tennessee. I said the same thing. Um my second choice probably would be Kentucky because Kentucky's been pretty good lately. I mean they, Auburn, my question yeah. my with Auburn is they don't win on the road. Yeah, they Auburn the-
0: they, Auburn doesn't win on the road and Auburn, you know, they almost lost to Georgia. Yep. And you know, I don't know, I, I don't know how good Auburn can, I mean, I don't know how good Auburn is going to be. Um, I, I take that back. I know they are very good, but you're playing in a tournament and you know, you're playing in the SEC tournament and everybody's going to give, uh, give you their best shot. And I, and I'm looking at the bracket, like I'm uh, looking at the bracket and I'm not sure if if, um, if, uh, what I was gonna say, if, um, like I said, I'm looking at the PDF right now, the uh, the bracket right now. I wouldn't say, I, know. I,
1: wouldn't just, say, I think, I, would, I think people okay. have
0: figured all them out. That's my thought process. Yeah, so, I so, think so, 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 LSU, if we beat Missouri, we get Arkansas and if uh and and Arkansas and Auburn are in the same bracket they're in the, on the same side of the bracket. Uh Tennessee and Kentucky are in a different bracket. So if Alabama wins tomorrow against Vanderbilt they get Kentucky. Uh and 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 that should be a really good game. But but also before I before we end this therapy session uh bracketology has been you know i've been looking at bracketology for the longest uh and at, at, at one point at one point um the brackets the brackets for the most part the brackets for the most part the top four seeds of the, of the top 16 seeds uh florida arkansas is on the four line tennessee's on the three line kentucky and auburn are both on the two line. so you have four teams in the top 16 um um the top sixteen overall seeds, and also if the if the um if the um season ended and I'm trying to look up the bracketology matrix right now or uh, the bracket well i think part- at
1: this point i i speaking right now for Alabama, I don't know who's gonna show up tomorrow. I can't tell you who's gonna show up. it's like the football team on first in the beginning of the season I don't know. They, like I said, Alabama, and we all of us are Alabama fans. I told people, have been telling people instead of getting upset when they do lose, except the fact that this is who they are. They're very inconsistent. If they ever got on the road, they would be dangerous, but they can't get on the road. That's right. The problem they should have be, they should have be, it, should have be LSU the other day. They couldn't, and they should have beaten Kentucky a few weeks ago, and they couldn't do that. They were both on the road, should have won those games. We should be 21 and whatever right now, and we're not. Yeah, 21 and, and nine right now, we're not with 19. I mean, 11. LSU
0: was playing with really good confidence. And I think once that game got to overtime, once that game got to overtime, you knew it was over. Like, there was no way that LSU was going to lose. Because when you give a team like LSU five extra minutes to get their legs, to catch their legs and stuff, then there's no – there's no – um there's no, there was no way they were going to lose that game. There, there was just no way.
1: And I think, too, and then if Jaden Shackleford played better, we probably could have won. But, but I mean, I think that, the like I said, Alabama's problem all season has been they've been inconsistent. So, you don't, like I said, seriously, as a Bama fan, they can lose in the first round tomorrow, they can lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, or they can go further. It depends on who decides to show up. But they've been so fucking inconsistent. I'm just like, I, I just don't know who to how to take it but i i hopefully they'll win i think they'll beat vanderbilt tomorrow i don't know if it will be by a lot um uh, but normally like i said they don't have back-to-back losses so they're due to have a really good game unfortunately for vanderbilt it might be against them because uh i just saw scotty Pippen jr said that alabama's beatable and i can't argue with that we are beatable but if he's got a point think, he got a point but the problem with vanderbilt all they have is Scottie Pippen Jr. He can score 50 tomorrow, and they can still lose by two points. That's the problem with Vanderbilt. They got him and basically nobody else. So unless he gets help tomorrow, and Alabama at least had – I mean, Alabama at least going to have one or two scores out there doing it. Vanderbilt, I mean, like I said, wouldn't shock me if it's close. And like I said, wouldn't shock me at all if Alabama gets knocked off either because this is who they are. This is their identity. The whole season is – they are they are very inconsistent. So I'm not going to be shocked either way. I'm just preparing myself for the the worst and the best. So,
0: yeah, and then you're going to have, you know, but you know, the people that's going to say, well, uh, Nate Oates needs to be fired. I'm like, dude, you're Alabama, okay? You guys can't use this football mentality.
1: I've been saying that.
0: You know, you You can't be using this football mentality to, um, and, and apply it to basketball. it just doesn't work that way and um and I think, as I said, I think I think Alabama could probably get to the semifinals or something of that nature uh, but like you said, nobody knows what's gonna happen tomorrow, but that being said, we are at the end of this therapy session. It's good to be back, Stacy folks, the therapy session will be up tomorrow. As always, thank you for your time this time and until next time, we will see you down the road. Say goodnight, Stacy. Good
1: night, Stacy, and people continue to do what you're doing. Wash your hands, keep your mask on, keep yourself safe.
0: Yeah, and also get back vax get boosted. You know, we yep. out we back out. Look, this year is the comeback year, okay? So get vaxxed, get boosted, so you can be, be part back of the comeback here. series. We back out. We got them. We back outside thing. But we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll probably do another episode next week. More than likely, we'll we have to check in with our current Canadian correspondent, Steph, to see how life is on the other side of the, how the uh, people live up in Canada. But we don't know yet. But we'll be back next week, folks, with another therapy session.